What'd you do today? Woke up, did my two radio shows. Then I left and I went to Hallmark Channel for Home and Family. Oh, yeah. I saw that. How cool was that? Dude, because Cooking Wells is going global. <laughs> can you can you believe that the stupid thing that I came up with, like kind of drunk, has become so popular that Hallmark Channel has decided to completely forget that half of my Cooking Wells thing is me cussing and swearing and being like <laughs> overall offensive to have but me. But aside from all of that, it's a great concept. I know. They were like, oh, we got to have Wells on. So yeah, I went and like, they're the most wholesome, wonderful people. That's funny. And I was like, so am I supposed to do like the voice and like cuss? And they're like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. And I was like, but that's what Cooking Wells is. You had to know they weren't going to let you do that. But they made me they made me do the voice, but then I didn't cuss, you know? No, they did? Yeah, they were like... Was it hard to hold back? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cooking Well. Today we're making some tacos. And they're, oh like, oh, they're like, oh my God, what is that? And I was like, you're as confused <laughs> as I am as to the popularity of this thing. So there that is. So I did that. That was a lot of fun. And then I had to come home. Then I went to Hoffer to host the, the trivia game oh, that yeah. I do on my phone, on your phone. Mm -hmm. And then I came back here and now we're doing this. So it's just bing, bang, boom, getting it done. And Derek's here because he flew out because Derek and Steph Pratt have been going on dates. And Oh, really? Yeah. But we didn't need to talk about Very that because that's like a different podcast. That's not this one, you know? Uh-huh. Derek, get it. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Cute. Well, Council, you've had a great day. I've had the most relaxing day ever, and I needed it so badly. The tour really put me over the edge. Yeah. Um, I went on a hike this morning by myself, took oh. a little 30-minute drive outside of Denver, did nice. a four-mile hike. There was hardly anybody on the trail. It was an absolutely perfect day outside. It was like 65 and sunny. It was wonderful. And then I came back, made some food, and then started packing, cleaning up my house. And then I just had a massage. And here we are. Couldn't ask for a better day. Hell yeah, man. You want to start the show? <laughs> sure. I feel like it's your time to start. Bros to start. and hoes. Or hoes and bro. Hoes need to get top billing one of these times. So hoes and bros. Think? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's a little. I don't was, get top billing though. That's true. Do you want? Okay, let's. Well, the, this this episode, <laughs> hoes are getting top billing all over the place. Okay. Yes. Hoes and bros, you're listening to your favorite podcast with Brandy and Wells. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Sounds weird. I got a couple uh, favorite things that have to do with social media and the Cyrus clan. I don't know if you want to like get right into oh, it. Oh, you do. I do. I'm going to start with you because you're the most important thing. Um, Me? Yeah, and you're one of my favorite things. Uh, oh, oh, cute. Derek and I were coming back from Hoffer and we were scrolling through. He was scrolling through Instagram while I was driving. And a little picture of uh, Brandi Cyrus shows up. Really knowing her angles, showing off a nice little <laughs> booty in some stretchy pants. Was it a, was it diamond status content, would you say? It was diamond status <laughs> looking good, girl. I don't know what you've been doing. Well, I don't know if it's all the gluten-free bread you've been crushing. What's happening? But, I don't know. But the booty is looking on point. Why, thank you. You're welcome. 
It's a very high compliment. All right, what else you got? Cyrus fam favorites? Well, it's really funny. So on one of my radio shows, we started playing this song. When? It was probably two, three weeks ago. Yep. And I get an email from my boss and he's like, okay, there's this new song that we're putting in to the playlist. It's going to be showing up a lot in your time slot because I am I do nights, so you can kind of play n- edgier, newer music, right? Right. And I was like, okay, cool. And he was like, just so you know, this kid got famous because of TikTok. And I was like, what's TikTok? And he's like, it's this social media app. It's a thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he was like, just so you have some context of like what the hell this is. And I was like, yeah, cool. That was a couple weeks ago. And then all of a sudden Lil Nas X is like the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Old Town Road is the song right now. So that was a couple weeks ago. And then earlier this week, my boy Blood, my boy BR. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, does a remix, yep, with uh, with Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. and this is what I love about it. Like, you're, you're. Here's what I have to think about: your family is so good at working the system. What do you mean by that? Like using social media and using younger artists and crossing over and stuff to. Mm-hmm make mm-hmm. everyone succeed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so your dad posted this video. So he did a remix with Lil Nas X. How do I find that, by the way? Just remix? Spotify, Apple. Yeah, I just type in Old Town Road remix. I'm um, so do you want to hear some some backstory on this from my point of view? No, hold on. I just want to finish what I saw. So okay. your dad and uh, Lil Nas X did this thing. And then your dad posted on Twitter this like old stock video of him dancing on stage and like uh-huh. dancing really badly or whatever. And, <laughs> but with like the new remix and it was, by the time I saw it, which is like right in the beginning, it had like thousands of retweets and everything. And I just wrote blood. You're getting so good at social media. I saw this. <laughs> it's blowing my mind, man. But anyways, I will say this though. Your, your dad's like addition to the song kind of lit dude oh very lit dude so lit right now it's like a whole nother thing where people are like joking around about like the lyric that he wrote right Mm-hmm. dude i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of blood you know he- right me too man tell me the like your behind the scenes stuff of it so yeah i feel a little bad that i actually didn't tell you when this happened but oh. i was so i was on caitlin's tour and I had, hadn't really talked to my mom or dad very often just because I was just had been so busy and on so many planes. And then one day I had like a day off in New York. I think I was in New York and I FaceTimed my mom and I was like, what do you guys been doing? I haven't heard from you in days. That's weird. And she was like, Bran, your dad is about to have a number one single. And I was like, what are you talking about? And like, I was like, are you guys high? Like what's going on here? And she was like, we are, but I'm telling you. Your dad is going to be the talk of the town this time next week. And I was, I was like, all right, you got to tell me or whatever. They're like ecstatic over here. By the way, your so Tish this- impersonation is the <laughs> best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. 
That's because I have to listen to it all the time. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, so they send me. So what 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 happened was like Little Nas X, right? He puts this song out and it starts to gain so much momentum and and I think it was climbing the Billboard chart, is I believe what was happening. And they took it down because they said it wasn't country music and it was on a country chart. So they t- took the song down. And so basically, um, a couple of industry people that know my mom and my dad hit her up and was like, hey, there's this song give it a listen you know they're saying it's not country what if we put billy ray on it let him do a verse yeah. and feature it and then we release it and they can't say it's not country or whatever if billy yeah. ray cyrus is on it so she sent me like a demo version of what my dad had just like laid down a verse literally over over like listening to the song on a computer just he like that's how he wrote it yeah and then they went back then once you know everything got approved they brought Lil Nas X in and they did it together and Turns out, I was like a huge BRC fan who knew, um, and so that was like the last week, and I just kept hearing like, "Oh, this is gonna blow up! Oh, this is gonna blow up!" And I'm like, I'm such like a pessimist. realist. I don't, no, not pessimist, realist. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we'll see. Yeah, like, that would be yeah. really cool, but like, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing. And then, lo and behold, as my dad would say. Thursday night right before Friday morning the song comes out and it's on new music Friday and like I wake up Friday morning and there and like every press outlet has written about it I'm talking like hype beast pitchfork like all the cool blogs are all like raving about it saying my dad killed it memes all over the place it's like not only is they taking the video of my dad dancing but any video of like any Cyrus member on a horse has been taken and put online it would do this onto the track of the song and it's just freaking hysterical and my dad is just on cloud nine he's just so happy i love seeing him happy that's the line right there hold on fendi sports bras (laughs) maserati sports car god i mean let's just for a second just appreciate blood right now I mean, like, the song was catchy. Your dad, I don't know, man, made it a whole different thing. That It's so he good. Put it man. up. It's so good, dude. BRC, killing the game. What's crazy about this is that Old Town Road, he's got 11, he's got almost 12 million spins on it today. Mm. Achy Jeez. Breaky Heart has 30, or sorry, 11, did I say 11, almost 12 million spins? Yeah. Achy Breaky has almost... 34 million. So in wow. in the span of a couple days, yeah. this song is one third as popular as arguably one of the most like iconic country songs of ours or any other generation. So uh, tip of the old, tip of the old Stetson to you, BRC blood. Love you, buddy. <laughs> so happy You're for you and your family. There. I love oh. it. I'm, I'm annoyed that you didn't yeah. tell me this. I know. I will. I also like. I didn't want to start talking about it, and then it like come out, and no one talk about it, and me be like, mm, "Just kidding." But no, I'm. Serious. It feels like a family win, like when one of us does something great, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's cool because like this kid, you know, like that has to like suck to have so much momentum with something, and then have people take it down, say it's not, it's not country enough, it's not yeah. this enough, it's not that enough, or whatever. And so for my dad to come in and be like, you know what, it is, and we're gonna prove them wrong. I think is very cool. I like and I like how just, they just need Billy Ray Cyrus to make anything country. <laughs> country. 
Yeah, it's funny. You know, and there's like a lot of people hating on it in the country music industry and a bunch of other country artists. I'm not going to name names, but I saw some stuff from the ACMs this past weekend. And people can hate on it all they want. They can say it's country, not country all they want. But at the end of the day, it's the number one song and they can't take that away from them. You know what I mean? And I just feel like country music, for whatever reason, out of all the genres, like country always feels the most threatened by outside influence. And I don't know why that is. I know why that is. Why is that? I don't know if you want to get political with it, but it's to me, it's very obvious. Generally, country music people are middle Americans, salt of the earth, conservatives. And what is one thing that conservatives are very, very scared of? Change. Change. And this is very, very different, you know? That's true. That's a great point. Yeah, that is a good point. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's it's like he's a kid too. Like every you know, people are like tearing him down. But like he's he's a freaking kid. I don't know. I'm happy for him. I think he's so cool. My mom's met him. She absolutely loves the guy. And I don't know. I just it feels like a win to me. I'm happy for my dad. I mean, like I was watching the videos of like Billy Ray and Lil Nas like in that studio where we've recorded this podcast before, and they're like uh-huh. dancing and like he and I Billy know. Ray's like super pumped about his verse, which is by the way, oh, yeah. I mean, it's such like a not to take anything away from your father, but like it's such a Miley verse to me, you know? Oh, totally. Right? Totally. Like, I, that, I yeah, feel yeah. like your dad was like, what would Miley say here? You know? Well, Miley's, Miley's the song's biggest fan. I don't know if you've watched her oh, Instagram no. stories over the past few days. It's all she's posted about, it's all she's talked about. My mom said that she's literally FaceTimed the two of them like every, every, every other hour since the song came out. Like, she's just ecstatic about it. Yeah. And she loves it. It's so cool. Well, anyways, uh, one of my favorite things is blood charting right Same. now. I mean, how great is that? It's super great. No one's happier than my mother, though, I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Can, can Tish come back on the show real quick? Can we, you, we, should, no, we, should, we should have her on next week. No, no, no. Can you just be Tish real quick? Oh, oh. L- let, me, let, me, let me interview you as, as your mother. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tish, great to see you. I've missed you so much. You look beautiful. Hi, Wells. How proud of you are how proud are you of your husband right now after after getting this number one with Lil Nas X? Oh my God. I could not be more proud of my hot husband. And I knew before anyone else that this song was gonna be a banger. I <laughs> I heard it and I knew. And I am here to tell you that I was the first one on the Old Town Road train and I just could not be happier for my family and my hard work hard working hubby and we are just ecstatic. God forbid anything happens to Billy Ray. What hap- What's like the next thing that happens in your life romantically? Oh, Wells, you better tell Sarah that she needs to just step <laughs> on back because you know that if anything happens to Billy Ray, I am coming and knocking on your door. You are weirdly good at doing your mom's voice. <laughs> like, it's actually, it's actually one of the most... It's one of my favorite things I've ever... I, I didn't know that you did it so well because you always just... You all, you've done it like in small spurts before. Like she'll yeah. say the, this word this way and then you'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, that does sound like her. But I've never heard, like I was just transported back to your mom's house <laughs> right there. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh man. So what else is going on with you, dude? I mean, crapola. Lot, lots happening in the Cyrus clan. I know a lot happening. A lot happening. It's a little overwhelming. Noah's in Bali on a songwriter's trip. Cool. Pretty cool. Um, my sisters, you know, announcing festivals one right after the other. So freaking, she's playing Primavera in Barcelona. It's so cool. 
Did you see that? No, but I would like to go to that one. No, right? Or Woodstock, though. You want to go to Woodstock. Well, Woodstock's interesting because it's been 50 years since the festival happened. Yeah. Like, you know that there's only been two Woodstocks, right? Yeah. So this, the 50-year thing is going to be a big deal. I, I think the, the lineup looks great. So I think we should go to that and we should mm-hmm. do a live podcast because people want. We'd love it. But how do we get to Barcelona? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I'm actually going to be in South Africa during that festival, unfortunately. I need Otherwise, a, I, w- I would I actually go. need an update on Michelle Kielsman, uh oh, real quick. Do? Oh, I do. Because we haven't really talked about in the last couple episodes. I want to give you some space. But, like, how, how are things oh, going? Thanks. Yeah. Things are great. You know, what's funny is so on this tour, the KB tour, so many wife tears there, obviously. And they were all first thing they asked was, can we see your boyfriend? Did you can show him? Picture of him? I did. Oh, wow. Sneak peek. Yeah. They were ecstatic. He's a good looking man. He's super cute. He's adorable. We're actually planning his trip here. So he's not coming into August. And I know that seems really far away, but it's going to sneak up on us. And. He really, like, it's his dream to go to Yellowstone. So we're going to do a little road trip ski. And I'm going to take him to Yellowstone. We're going to camp and do some things. And um, so, yeah, we've been planning it. And I'm just so excited thinking That's about cool. it. You're getting, you're getting aroused thinking about it as well. I wasn't. But, you know, that's a, you can, sure. Yeah. You guys have phone sex? Skype sex, I would say. Yeah, Even okay. though it's not Skype. It's like WhatsApp. But, what, yeah. WhatsApp sex? <laughs> WhatsApp sex. That's cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> yeah? Whatever. <laughs> Skype sex is so old school. Is it? I mean, who uses Skype besides us right now? Yeah, we're doing this podcast on Skype. Should we do this podcast on WhatsApp? No, I don't think they have um, a desktop version. To be honest, uh, okay, I, I could be wrong. Um, but no, he's great. I'm going there for my birthday, so that's going to be relatively soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, things are great. All right. All right, so one of my favorite things is that we are teaming up with uh, Smile Direct Club because Brandi's got a broke-ass grill and she needs it fixed. Okay, it's just my bottom teeth, but I got to say I am actually very excited about it. Yeah, you're a smile hider, dude. You know what? I actually kind of am. <laughs> so are you like, Brandi, you hiding your teeth in group pics or just not smiling when meeting someone because uh, you don't like how your teeth look? So with Smile Direct Club, you can straighten your teeth with invisible aligners sent directly to you. You can have the smile you'll love for a lifetime with all the confidence, and you won't be hiding your bottom teeth like Brandi over here. Seriously, though, like when I was a kid, you know, I did the whole braces thing, retainers thing, and somehow still I came out with crooked bottom teeth. And I've always wanted to fix it, but just like who wants to go to the dentist and like go through the whole thing and have to go back and forth to the dentist? It's a lot. It's a big commitment. So the idea of getting these trays delivered directly to my apartment is very appealing. Yeah, man. These invisible aligners work gently and discreetly to gradually guide your teeth into not looking all jagged. And one of their 200 plus duly licensed doctors oversee your plan every step of the way. So here's the deal. Go to smiledirectclub.com to see real before and after photos of more than 350,000 satisfied grins. And here's the deal. If you guys don't think that we're not serious about this, Brandy's going to be doing it. So every week, we're going to be talking about your Smile Direct journey. Can't wait. I'm actually going down on Thursday to, there's a little Smile Direct spot here in Denver, and they're going to take a scan on my teeth or whatever to like make the first trace. So it's like really happening. 
Order a free impression kit with rebate or schedule a free 3D scan at one of their Smile Shops. Plus, Smile Direct Club has an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get $150 off your invisible aligners at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use offer code YFT150. So remember your favorite thing and then how much you're going to save which is 150. If you're listening, this offers for you. Get $150 off at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast. And don't forget offer code YFT150. So go to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use the promo code YFT150. Do it. You want to know what one of my all-time favorite things is, Wells? Yes. My Quip toothbrush. Like, literally, I'm packing for LA right now, and I always get so excited when I pull my Quip toothbrush off the mirror and pack it away. It's just so cute, and I truly, like, I'm such a fan of this toothbrush. What do you got? I got the gum metal gray. What's your What's your color Quip toothbrush? Mine's rose gold. Oh, so it is? All right, I can yeah. see that. That checks yeah. out, actually. <laughs> I love my Quip toothbrush, too, man. I mean, it's great for travel because it's got a great traveling case that comes with it. It hooks on to the to the walls or the, the mirror. So when you're at a hotel, you don't have to have your toothbrush on any surface. It's just suspended in air, which is great. But it's also super dope to have in the house. It makes, I feel like, my bathroom look a little bit cooler, you know, which I feel like is important. Totally. Totally. Whenever some people come to visit, they're always like, what is that toothbrush on your mirror? It's so cool. I get so many compliments on it. And honestly, as much as it's cool, like it's also so practical. One of my biggest things about brushing my teeth I'm so bad about is doing the full two minutes. Me too. I usually brush teeth for two minutes. I'm so impatient. I'm usually so tired before I go to bed that I I don't want to stand there for two minutes. But Quip is great because it has a built-in timer and it pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides or when to switch from your top teeth to your bottom. And it keeps you accountable to stand there for the two minutes. I know, man. It's hard for me to do anything for two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I do love the multi- Sarah, if that's true. Yeah. (laughs) I do love the multi-use cover, amounts to the mirror, and amounts and slides over your bristles for uh, on-the-go brushing. And also, like, the the best thing about this thing, and there's a lot of great things, but the brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. So you don't even have to remember when it's time to change your toothbrush. It just gets sent to you. It's perfect. Yeah. Not only do they send you brush heads, but they also send you new batteries for the toothbrush, which is so great because you don't have to plug it in or anything. The batteries last three months, and then when your brush heads get delivered, your new batteries get delivered. That's why we love Quip, and that's why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash YFT for your favorite thing, uh, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Y-F-T. Clean teeth. You want to do some favorite things? Sure. Oh, my gosh. So I try. I've been really I've been trying to watch some new stuff. Yeah. For the pod. Um, I had to watch, uh, what is it called? Like Triple Frontier or something. The Netflix movie I've been wanting to watch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Could not. It did not hold my attention. Mm. I didn't even make it through the whole movie. Maybe that's why it was on Netflix. Yeah, I was disappointed. But then I started the Highwaymen um, movie, and it's really good. I haven't finished it, but it I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
I saw a documentary that I thought was really interesting called Cocaine Island. Oh. I'll give it a ding, dang, a dinger. So I'll just kind of like paint the picture of what it is. So it's about a guy who's like this kind of big hippie who lives in, I think, Texas or Oklahoma or something. Kind of walks around the town, kind of keeps himself. And he's got some like some outlier friends. And they are all like at a party one night. And he would tell this story of the time that he lived in Puerto Rico. And he lived in Puerto Rico for like six or seven years. And one day he was walking on the beach and he found this big duffel bag. And he looked in the duffel bag and it was about street value, $2 million worth of cocaine. But he didn't know what to do with it, nor did he know what, you know, how to get it back to America, or whatever. So he just took the duffel bag and he buried it kind of close to his house. But he told everyone about it. The documentary is about two people who've heard this story who tried to figure out a way to go down, get the cocaine, bring it back to the States and sell it and what happens in their journey. And it's really funny, really well done. I will say this. The hippie who found the cocaine isn't a liar, just in case you're wondering. Oh. Yeah. So it's good. Like It's good. Like the way that they redo it and reenact it, it's a little hokey, but pretty mm. funny that there, there's like a main character and then an, and then like a supporting uh, supporting actor. That's not not actors, but like that's how I would describe it. And the supporting guy is so wackadoo mm -hmm. that you have to watch it just for him. Oh, Cocaine Island. Go Cocaine check it out. Cocaine Island. Netflix. Tight. I started watching, what's it called? Our Earth, the new, like, have you seen that on Netflix? No. Is it like Planet Earth? I never watched Planet Earth, but I would ass I would assume that, that it is. Okay. No, it's really good. It's like, I just, how do they shoot those things? Like, I don't all know. All that HQ quality. What? Is Derek there? Yeah. Are you leaving? Is your Uber here? Derek. Okay. Oh, she wants tell, to say. Tell him, tell him to come over. Come over, she says. Hey, Derek. Hey, Brandy. I saw a great I hear booty picture. That you're in LA. Ah! <laughs> no, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said, I hear that you're in LA getting a hot piece of ass. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me just let me clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> Very important to say yes. <laughs> it's your life, Derek. Um, look at your life, Brandy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, it was Hi. a it was a fun weekend. Yeah. Hey. I need to see you yeah? again sometime. You're talking to me oh, or her? her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, me. Stop trying yeah, well, to steal my bachelor friends. Okay, listen. Something tells me you're going to be back soon to LA, so maybe I'll see you soon. Are you? Wait, where do you live right now? You're in Denver. Yeah, you're in Denver. I've been in LA all the time. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, have a fun uh, recording. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye, baby. Oh, they're hugging. That's cute. Oh, I miss you. Miss you too. Um. You leave right now? <laughs> yeah, it's getting to the point. It's like yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, buddy. Good to see you. Thank you so much for everything, dude. I'm so sorry that you got fucking robbed. Yeah. What? Yeah, I got robbed. I'm Where? His, his car got broken into. All right, later, dude. Uh, Yeah, he got robbed in San Francisco. It was brutal, bro. What do you mean? Tell me about it. He texted me because we were all going to this charity event. So Derek texts me and he's like, hey, man, I lost my key to my rental car. This is going to be a problem for me to get over to this charity event in Napa. And I was like, well, I don't know. Call the rental people. I'm sure this happens more often than you'd think. 
So then he like te- te- 10 minutes later, he texts me and he goes, it's much worse than I originally thought. And there was a giant brick through his window <gasps> and mm. in his rental car, he had like his bag and with, with his like MacBook Pro and all oh, no. and his keys to his car in, you know, New York. Yeah. And yeah. So he got. That's a bummer. Yeah, it sucks. So not one my favorite thing. Whoever did that jerk. Yeah, that sucks. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got any other uh, fave okay. things? Um, wait, I didn't finish talking about. It's called our our planet or something. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, I, how do they? I don't understand. They have such high quality footage mm-hmm. of like polar bears hunting seals and like how do they get that stuff? I don't know. Drones maybe. You know what is so dumb? What is so dumb? I understand. It's a circle of life. Things have to eat. But it is so dumb that, like, polar bears that are so cute have to eat cute little seals. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, who's cuter than the cute? Oh, I know. It sucks. Do you know what's it's so dumb? You know what's not so dumb, though, and I really liked hearing? What? Uh, let me read the story because I did it on my show today, and I was like, I don't know if people are going to think this is funny, but I think it's hilarious. A suspected poacher who was hunting rhino in South Africa was killed by an elephant, and his body was devoured by lions, according to Kruger National Park officials. The remains of a man whose identity was not released was recovered in the Crocodile Bridge section of the park. They knew where to find him after others who were with the poacher called the man's family to let them know what happened. The The family called the park ranger and put, them, uh, put out a search party evidence at the scene suggested a pride of lions had eaten the body leaving only a human skull and a pair of pants i love that don't go poach freaking rhinos bro i know that's what he gets that's what you get for going and and beautiful majestic rhinos which by the way are endangered now and have they are and show no sign of giving anyone a boner you don't grind down rhino horn get boners you just go get viagra weirdos and so he was doing that, being a jerk, and then a bunch of elephants were like, let's fuck this guy up. And then a bunch of elephants went in there, started, like, messing him around, and then some lions came in there, ate him. And I don't want anyone to die, but sometimes karma is a bitch. Agreed. Anyways, what's more dope-ass? Elephants, like, bullying around a, a total jerk? Or lions mm-hmm. coming in there and being like, we know you guys don't eat meat, but we'll do the dirty work. What's what's more badass, <laughs> elephants or lions in this scenario? I, I honestly think the badass part about it is that the elephants and lions like having the same goal yeah. for once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. And they were like, you know what? Rhinos have always been cool, you know? Yeah. I don't understand why you guys are going after the rhinos. So you know what? <laughs> this guy is going down. He's got to go. He's got to go. I have a favorite um, L.A. saying that I've been hearing more and more, and I think it's beautiful. Okay. I've been hearing this a couple times um, where it's like, you know, I I really don't want to, I don't want to hang out with that person because I'm sensitive to their energy and (laughs) their energy kind of doesn't mess well with mine. Which is the most L.A. way of saying, I don't fucking like you, um, yep. but this makes it sound so much more enlightened <laughs> and zen out. 
Totally. That people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys' energies don't match up. <laughs> but what you're really saying is I fucking hate that person. Can't stand you. Don't come around. But I want to sound smart and enlightened. So, oh, man, I'm sensitive to your energy, bro. Have you heard Lame. that before? This is why I don't live in L.A. Whatever. Whatever. You've lived here before. I hated it. I have a book, actually. What do you got? Tell me about it. I need a new book because the book I'm reading right now, I do not like. I have like a mixed review about it. I'm going to grab it off my desk. Okay, go get it. Oh, and a YFTer sent me a DM with a book recommendation that I'm going to pick up at the airport tomorrow. I love that. Um, Okay, so this one, it's called Sometimes I Lie. Alice Feeney is the author. And so I picked it up because it had, and I'm sure they get like paid to do this or whatever. We should actually do a little research and find out the truth behind that. But like one of my other favorite authors had, had a little like quote on the front that was like, that like approves, I approve this book. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, I love BA Paris. So like, I'm going to pick this up. Okay. So do you want me to read the thing on yeah, the back? Do it. All right. Amber Reynolds wakes up in a hospital. She can't move, speak, or open her eyes. She can hear everyone around her, but they have no idea. Amber can't remember what happened to her, but she has a sneaking suspicion that her husband has something to do with it, or maybe her sister, or both. Terrified and trapped inside her own body, Amber slowly begins to piece together details from her recent past. Is she in a coma due to an accident? Is her sister having an affair with her husband? What happened at work with her horrible boss? And who is the person who was silently visiting her bedside each night? That sounds like my nightmare. Right? Terrifying. It actually like is even like more terrifying than that when you get into it. Yeah. But the the thing I, here's the thing I did like about it. So it's the way it's written is very interesting. Chapters are either titled then, now or before. Okay. And so you read the before chapters, it's it's like it's like a dear diary type thing from mm-hmm. like a little girl. And so you assume it's the same girl that's narrating, you know, so like you're reading through and you're like, all right, so I'm getting a blast from like seeing her childhood and then I'm reading now and she's in a hospital and like whatever. And then it talks about before the accident and then it talks about like currently in the coma. So you're getting like three different timelines of this girl's life or whatnot all at the same time. So it's it's just very interesting. And I did like that about it. That was very uniquely written way to write something, in my opinion. However, the end of it was like a little too vague for me. It didn't, it, all the ends didn't get tied together quite like I would have liked. Like it left it a little too open-ended. Like I like when the author lets you interpret stuff for sure. But like, I don't know, like I wanted a little more closure at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's my two cents. All right. So you liked it, but you didn't love it. Yes. Okay. I need, I need a good book rec. If anyone's got one, tweet to me, please. At Wells Somebody- Adams. I took a well, Adams. I took a screenshot of the one somebody um, t- uh, tweeted me or whatever. It's called "No Exit" by Taylor Adams. I'm gonna pick it up. Oh, that's my cousin, actually. <laughs> that's weird. Weird, right, bro? Shout out to um, Paul Rudd turning 50 years old. I'm glad that he's still drinking the blood of 18 year old virgins because, for whatever reason, he looks. N- <laughs> No older than 25. I know. Looks great. Hey, you know, Avenger. Okay, well, there's so much coming. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple I weeks, know, right? Dude. Because GOT. Game of Thrones. <sighs> yeah. And then also, the new Avengers movie is premiering next week. I know. So, we got a lot coming out. Dude, I got to go to that too. So, um, go. I was listening to, I, I can't 
take credit for this. So this is someone else's theory that I heard that I thought was great. Okay. Listening to a podcast that Dane Cook was on. Love Dane Cook. And I used to love Dane Cook, then I didn't love Dane Cook. And then after this uh, interview, I was like, oh, you know what? I think I maybe was a little too harsh on Dane Cook. So his theory on Game of Thrones, I really liked it. And I, I, so it was one of my favorite theories of Game of Thrones that I wanted to share with the listeners. Okay. So he thinks that Daenerys and Jon are going to be killed by <gasps> her dragon. I don't like that theory. Hold on. I'm not even done. I just started. <sighs> Dramatized already. I know. But that continues, so he was like, but that continues with the theme of the child is the murderer of the father or the, of the parents. And that mm-hmm. continues that theme. So they die. The person that wins the throne is Cersei. Jamie. Oh, I hate this theory. Can you just let me say it <laughs> and then tell me what you think? And then Jamie comes back and he has to kill Cersei because she cried. Right. Mm-hmm. Jamie decides, and I'm not sure if this part is Dane Cook's or not, but I, I, I don't think it is. But I think this is going to happen. Then I think that Jamie's going to be like, I need help. I need my hand. The, I need the hand of the king back. So he's going to try to convince Tyrion to come back to be the hand of the king. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion's going to kill Jamie because Tyrion is a Targaryen. He ain't no Lannister. Tyrion ends up on the throne. As the king. Last thing, Bran is the night king. He goes to one of those trees like and holds on to the roots and, and goes back in time. And you remember how the three-eyed raven was like, if you stay too long underwater, you'll drown. You have to let go. Mm-hmm. I So what Dane was saying was he does that. He stays too long. His eyes go white because he's like, he's gone under and gone back in time. And then the Night King grabs him or he grabs the Night King and his white eyes turn blue. And then he's mm-hmm. the Night King. Interesting. You still don't like that theory? I hate that theory. What do you want to have happen? Because John whatever. Snow isn't going to die. He's died already. Come back to life. He didn't come back to life just to die all over again. So I don't like that. I don't like Tyrion killing Jamie. Tyrion loves Jamie. Like loves Jamie. He would never do that. Okay. Where does Sansa go to go in all this? And Arya? I don't know what's going to happen to Arya. Because she can use so many different faces, like it changes everything. Um, there's also a theory out there that the girl that like would like, beat her with a stick was actually Sansa. And then, or, or sorry, was, um, what's her name? Sansa? Arya. The girl that was beating her with the stick was actually Arya. And the girl that... Uh, killed the girl with the stick was the girl with the stick and it was like they were sw- they switched faces and at the end of this whole thing the girl with the stick is going to be playing all John like John Snow and what are the, what's their family name the Starks going to be playing all the Starks even though she's a faceless person that's being directed by that that one guy who's like taught taught them all have you heard that theory mm. before no but that's an interesting theory yeah so many theories all right. I can't think too much about Game of Thrones. It makes me depressed. Okay. Would you like to hear another one of my favorite things? Yes, I would. That's what the show is all about. I had a few fans give me cards while I was on tour. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, I believe You're you. staring at them. I know. I know. That's crazy. 
so sweet. I could absolutely die. So I just had to give him a cute little shout out. Okay. I tried to find Jen Laterman on Instagram to tell her thank you, and I couldn't find her on Instagram mm. because the only way I could think of to find her on Instagram is to search who follows the YFT podcast Instagram account. And she either has a different name on her Instagram handle or doesn't follow the account. And I'm here to tell you, Jen, you got to follow the YFT account. Yep. Because I could have given you a shout out. YFT podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Please follow. Yeah. Give us a follow, would you? No, but seriously, Jen, she wrote me the sweetest card. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. It says, first of all, look, it says YFT in big letters. Oh so cute. God. And then it says, Brandy, just wanted to pass along a little note on your crazy busy tour. I have been a fan of YFT since the very beginning. You and Wells have the best banter and make every episode so unique and entertaining. You are such a badass boss babe and do whatever you want. And it is so inspiring to a 24-year-old just starting out in the real world. Love, Jen. How sweet is that? So cute. Didn't say a whole She's lot about me, but whatever. It's fine. Not this correct. card is not addressed to you. I know, but like we're both the it was addressed to YFT and I feel like I'm half of that, but whatever, it's fine. Love <laughs> she you, did Jen. say she's been listening since day one. That's pretty cool. Cool. Thank you. Right. Still hurt. Okay. And then the other card, it's a little bit longer, so I might like um paraphrase, but cool. It's from Rebecca and Megan in Toronto. Oh. And it, they started out by saying, Brandy, you're one of our favorite things. But did you know Canadians spell favorite with a U? Yeah. Super cool. I'm gonna start spelling it that way. No, because you're not Canadian. But I could be. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read the part about the YFT. So it says, uh, just when we thought this tour couldn't get any better, you join it and it does. You are such a bright spot in our week and we find ourselves constantly hitting our non-existent bells along with you and Wells when we can stop laughing, that is. Yep. So cute. She also dropped a little bit about Diamond Status content and stuff like that, which I really appreciated, but she was very sweet. And I just like, not that I, I was like actually having a really good day, but even just having a good day, like reading fan notes is just, so great like it just it really means a lot it's amazing to me that people listen to this show and are like into it i know and it makes me feel special because it's, it's so dumb this show <laughs> so dumb. but i just want to tell them thank you and that i did read them and i reread them today and just wanted to give them a little shout out i know man we should at one point revisit when we came up with this show the idea and like how it came to fruition like where we were what we were doing because it's silly it's so silly. Do you remember where we were? Not really. Wow. I do. We were at that Mexican restaurant right there in Midtown that you love the soup. Is that when we came up with the name of it? Yeah. It was. What's that where place? Where were we talking? That place Taco that you love. Yeah, Mama Cita. And you were Taco like, Mama Cita. I know, you love the soup there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And you were, oh, like, you were like, you were I like, remember. and you were like, well, I was like, well, we need a premise, Brandy. I would, it wasn't like that combative, combative, but I was like, it's a podcast. We need a premise. And you were like, but I just want to talk about like whatever I want to talk about. And I was like, I okay, what? I did say that, yeah. You did. And I was like, okay, well, then maybe the premise is that we just talk about what we want to talk about. And you were like, I love that idea. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but we need to hone it in a little bit more. How about we just talk about things that we like? And you were like, even better. Like, we only talk about our favorite things. And you were like, that's great. And I was like, that's the name of the show. And that's how it came out. Aww. I can't believe you don't remember that. We'll trip down memory lane. Yeah, we took a picture. We posted about it, too. And the caption... Yeah, I do remember that. The caption was, like, fi like figuring out ways to take over the world or something like that. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. That was a cute pic. Anyways. Um, I got some music. You got some music? Me too, but you go first. You want me to go first? Sure. I mean... I will say that, like, there's a lot of great songs out there right now, you know? Mm hmm But, like... I've been in a valley, you ain't 
I can't hear it. Old Town Road. Oh. <laughs> uh, I really like this Fruit Bats song. You know the band Fruit Bats? No. Oh, all right. Well, this is a very Wells band, I would assume. You could you could call it that. Anyways, this is a song called The Bottom of It. And it's just one that keeps on popping up like in my sh- in my Shazam and I don't know what it is about the way it's got like a little bit of a Beatles feel to it, I feel like. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if I'm identifying with the lyrics or if I'm identifying with the melody, but this Fruit Bats, the bottom of it song, just like gets me feeling real good driving down the street. Arm out the window. Now that you wander to the clearing in the woods where the weeds way in the wind, and you found a dead oh, man, it's so good. So, yeah, fruit bats, uh, the bottom of it, digging on it. What do you got? Real quick, just want to also recognize some YFTers that slid into my DM this week weekend and told me how thankful they were that I introduced them to Dermot Kennedy because he's so freaking fantastic and I know he is and they got to go see him in Seattle. I had to- so many people text me and be like, I'm at Dermot's C- Seattle show. Thank you for introducing him to us. And I wanted to be like, go tell him that. Mm-hmm. But pretty cool. Pretty cool that people are like finding music on here and actually going to see the artist in concert. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. So do you have a song for me? Okay. Well, I have an entire album. Have you listened to Khalid's new album? No. Oh my gosh, Wells, I've listened to it on repeat since Friday, like the whole thing. It's so good. And I've always liked Khalid, but never been like a massive Khalid fan or anything. This album's fantastic. Uh, he has a song on there with John Mayer that would probably be my pick to play. Um, and then also the song after that one is called Free Spirit, and they're both just so good. The right. whole album's great. The one with John Mayer is called Out of My Head. The song self has been popping up a bunch in my uh, like release radar stuff. I like oh, that really? one a lot. But yeah, out of my head with John Mayer is is it's great, but it's very much a John. It sounds very John Mayery to me. That's why I love it. Play play a little bit of Free Spirit. I really like it too. Okay. He's such a good singer, man. Oh, I think I like that better than out of my head. Not, yeah. Not to be rude to John Mayer, your your messiah. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. like that 
All right, so what's coming up for you, dude? So I'm getting on a plane at 9 a.m. to fly to L.A., doing some pre-Coachella events this oh, week, and yeah. then going down to Palm Springs for the weekend. Oh, my God. You know, get ready for all the Ferris wheel content. I'm fine with that, but I have no desire to go to that at all. It sounds I like my nightmare. You. It sounds like a lot of people pretending people. to be interested in music, but really interested in yeah. being seen being interested in music yep to be honest i go for the pool time because i need a tan all right i hear that girl i'm so pale i gotta get tan whatever um so yeah i'm doing that and then uh, i'll be back i'm actually coming back a little early so i'll be back sunday so we can record okay. in person yeah. live in studio yeah um and then I fly back to Denver for the KB show in Denver. And then I'm coming back to L.A. the last week of April, too. So you're going to get a lot of me. Good. Woo-hoo. I've missed your face. Oh, thanks. Can we have uh, Mikael Huseman on the show? No. Why not? Maybe when he visits, but it's I'm going to have to leave it up to him. He's he's just shy. That's fine. I bring out the best in everybody. Well, well I'll let it. Well, how about can you just make like a five minute appearance? I don't want to like make him have to like. Totally. I want to hear what his favorite thing is about you. Okay. And then about like, I don't know, he probably watches some weird South African show that I don't even know exists and I should know about it. No, they watch Modern Family. (laughs) Right. Then I want him to, this is what I want, (laughs) then I want to hear him say his favorite things about you and then his favorite things about my girlfriend. And then that's it. Literally, the other day we were FaceTiming and he also had the TV on and out of nowhere he's like, oh, there's Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, uh, all right, dude. Well, oh, I miss world. I miss ya. I love ya. And um, you. come to LA soon. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.